0: Alright, so uh, this might be obvious to you guys, but uh, I didn't graduate high school, Um, but (laughs) I did get my GED, uh, which is short for good enough degree, and you know, the only like actual like legitimate careers you can have if you didn't graduate high school is to be a plumber or a preacher, Um, so I've reached max capacity on both, so anyway, I'm not a very smart guy, But one thing that the streets did teach me um, was how to be a hustler. (laughs) (laughs) I know the difference between a good deal and a bad deal. I know when someone's trying to pull the wool over my eyes and trying to get over on me. Um, And because of this book, I can recognize the difference between a truth and a lie. Between a fair shake and a bad deal, and between real treasure and fool's gold. And what I've learned from spending time on this earth... And and reading this book is that the men of this world are out to cut you a deal. Okay? You literally can't turn on the TV for more than two seconds without someone trying to sell you something. <laughs> and and the, the men of this world have gotten so good at diagnosing you with an unbiblical problem and then conveniently trying to sell you the unbiblical solution. Okay, so they diagnose you with loneliness, they diagnose you with poverty boredom depression guilt and then they offer you an enticing deal you know the the solution but it's only at the expense of your true treasure and that's your relationship with the lord so satan is a a salesman he always wants your eternal spiritual treasure for his temporary physical satisfaction okay he's a salesman he's always out to to cut you a deal So I'm just tired, man, like, I'm tired of seeing believers allowing the world to tell them that they have an unbiblical problem, and then them compromising their faith in order to get the solution. Okay, the thing that we have to realize in the well is that we already have the solution. (laughs) We already have Christ. His grace is sufficient for us. We don't have to compromise our treasure. Okay, We, we don't have to get hustled by Satan. So if everyone would turn in their Bibles to Colossians 2, verses four through eight, we're gonna look at a spiritual father, Paul, and he's telling his church, he's warning them, hey man, don't make deals with the men of this world that are gonna cost you your relationship with Jesus Christ. So the question I want you guys to ask yourself tonight is are you getting hustled? Do you realize you're treasuring Christ? Can you recognize the trickery the, the salesman of Satan? And do you know how to keep yourself from compromising your faith? Okay, so Colossians 2, 4 through 8. It says, In this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the Spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Jesus Christ, that you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. And and when the Lord uses that word, spoil, you know, beware, lest any man spoil you. It's not like... uh, like, man, you're really spoiled. Like, your parents spoiled you. Uh, what, what God means is, like, uh, someone has robbed you. You know, like, uh, who, what's Johnny Depp's name when he's a pirate? Jack yeah, Jack Sparrow. <laughs> like, when Jack Sparrow's like, arg, we spoiled the booty. You know? <laughs> that means, like, we robbed him. So, beware lest any man spoil you, rob you. And, and the key point I want us to get is, we do not accept, we do not accept deals that will cost our relationship with Jesus Christ. Cool? Let's jump in. Point number one, realize your treasure. And this comes from verse four, when he says, in this I say, which is kind of like an old school way of saying, uh, with that being said. So he says, hey man, I'm about to tell you what I'm about to tell you, because of what I just told you. And, and if you read in the scripture in verses two and three that Corey covered a few weeks ago, Paul just tells him of all the treasures that they have in Christ. Man, you have all this great stuff in Christ. You you have all this treasure, all this wealth, all this prize. So so the point that I want to get want you to get on this one is you already have the prize. Okay, Deuteronomy 10:9 says, Wherefore Levi hath no part nor inheritance with his brethren. The Lord is his inheritance. (laughs) Man, the Lord is our inheritance. He is our prize. We don't need a possession. According as the Lord God hath promised him. And, and I think the faster we get this, the faster that our lives are going to be uh, changed. Man, n- nothing in this world can fill that hole that God's supposed to fill. It's only the Lord. He is the prize. And, and you know, I'm trying to reach this dude named Nick um, in our, our groups. And every time I meet with this dude, he's just got another thing in his life that's empty, that only the Lord can fill. Whether it's relationships or money he tries to fill it with alcohol. And I'm just trying to, like, I want to shake the dude and just say, like, hey, man, the Lord is the answer. <laughs> Only the Lord can fill that in your life. He's the one who provides, He is the prize. So, going through those couple verses, um, Paul talks about the things that we get in Christ, the prizes that we get in Christ. And he, you know, this is just, you, you don't get any of these prizes unless you have eternal life, unless you get saved. You know, so we, we have the hope of salvation. Praise the Lord. This, this world is crazy. Isn't it a great thing that we know that we're going to heaven? What a treasure. Amen. That's that's eternal life. That's security. He says our hearts are comforted. We get peace. God says he's given us the Holy Spirit as a comforter. That's awesome, man. That's a treasure. It says that our, our hearts be knit together in love. That's unity. Bro, I'm I'm so grateful for First Baptist Church. There's there's men and women, brothers and sisters in this church that my heart is knit to. <laughs> I love them as my own soul. I'm so grateful for this church. That's a treasure. And then it says, the riches of knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. And that's truth. And, and now more than ever, I'm, I'm so grateful for this book. When we can't tell what's truth and what's a lie. You know, everyone tells us that the politics and the, the leaders of this, this nation, we just don't know what's truth, man. But we have the truth in the Word of God. So in Proverbs 3, 13 through 15, it says, Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding for the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things that thou canst desire are not to be compared to her. Man, I <laughs> literally, I wouldn't trade my Bible for a million dollars. Not my Bible. Like, I love my Bible. Like, I, I get weird out when people touch my Bible. <laughs> you know, like, it's my Bible. Like, it's like you like, Touch my firstborn child. Like, get your hands off my Bible. It's my Bible. Like I wouldn't trade it. I love this is my treasure. I love it. It's a treasure. So Romans eleven thirty-three says, Oh the depths of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Man, we already have the true treasure. The treasure is Christ. He's everything we need. We already have the prize. We we, we let the world convince us that Christ isn't enough and that we need another solution. Don't get out-hustled. You don't need to know what's behind door number two if you already have the prize. But Satan knows. He knows that we have the greatest treasure in the world, and he wants to rob us of that treasure. He wants to spoil us. So, so we have to recognize the trickery. Okay, that's point number two. Recognize their trickery. And that comes from verses four through eight. And it says, And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy, vain deceit, after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Okay, so, so how do they get you to compromise? Okay, this is the uh, uh, big part of this passage. How do they get you to compromise? So like I said in the introduction, um, man, it's the men of this world that get you to compromise. Two times in this passage it says, beware lest any man spoil you, okay? It's always going to come through a man. A person's going to try to get you to cash in your treasure. If you go through Galatians, you see, uh, Paul keeps on saying, oh foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you? It's not a what, it's always a who. So, so the men of this world are so good at diagnosing you with an unbiblical problem, okay? So m- maybe you've said this, okay? Maybe you're like me, and you've let the world diagnose you with an unbiblical problem. Okay, so I'm ugly, who told you that? The, the Bible didn't tell you that. The men of this world told you that. Facebook told you that. Instagram told you that. But but God did not tell you that. You allowed the world to diagnose you with an unbiblical problem. Because the Lord told me in Psalms 139:14, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God told me that. He said, I'm not ugly. Praise the Lord. <laughs> okay, I'm lonely. I need to get married. Who told you that? Did God tell you that or did Instagram, all your friends around you getting married? Because God told me in Hebrews 13, 5, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. God told me that. I'm, I'm not going to get diagnosed with an unbiblical problem. I'm poor. I need to make more money. Who told you that? God or the traditions of men, the, the people at your work. Because this is what God told me, Second Corinthians eight nine, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. Christ died for us that we could so we could be rich. How dare we tell him that we're poor? Come on, man! Don't let the world diagnose you with an unbiblical problem. I have a chemical imbalance. I'm anxious. I'm depressed. I'm bipolar. I need medication. Okay, I'm not a doctor. (laughs) Uh, I'm just a dude. I'm a plumber. I shouldn't diagnose (laughs) you with those problems. But literally, who told you that? Did God tell you that or the philosophy of doctors? Because this is what God told me. I'm not telling you to get off your medication. I'm just telling you what God told me. Isaiah 26.3 says, "Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. You can have perfect peace if your mind is stayed on the Lord. How about this? A little sin won't hurt. I mean, I'm young. I'm in college. I've got my whole life ahead of me to be right with God. Right now is the time to have fun. Beware. (laughs) Beware. Who told you that? Did God or or your college roommate? Because Galatians 5-7 says, you did run well. Who did hinder you that you you should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not from God. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Okay, so the world is trying to convince you that Christ isn't enough. You can't get bamboozled. You already have the prize. <laughs> Don't cash it in. Um, there's a quote that I, I like from a guy named Jim Elliott. And uh, he said this, He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. And, and that's always stuck with me, and I think the opposite is true too. You are a fool if you give away that which you cannot lose your spiritual eternal blessings to gain what you cannot keep, the physical and temporary. So I I just want to go through this passage and show you guys a couple ways um, that you can recognize when the men of this world are trying to cut you a deal. Okay, so the first thing that this says is um, enticing words. Letter A, enticing words. This is how they get to to hustle you and take your treasure. It is always going to sound too good to be true okay? Um, Satan is a microwave and God is a crock pot, dude. <laughs> all right? The, the food, I know, if it, if it comes easy, it ain't legit, bro. I had, the, I had a couple of the boys over for uh, certainty from Kansas City, and literally we ate microwave bagel bites all week long. <laughs> and uh, you want to talk about a spoiled booty, brother. I'm just kidding. That's a bad joke. Uh, if it comes out of a microwave... It's not good. Okay, that means if it's instant, if it's right now, it's not nutritious. But anything with God, anything that, that takes time is worth it in your relationship with the Lord. Okay, God is a, a crock pot. Okay, so if it's enticing, if it sounds too good, if it's right now, it's, it's not a good thing. Uh, Romans 16, 17 through 18 says, now I beseech the, you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. For, for they that are such serve not, the Lord, serve not the Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. So it's going to be by enticing words. Number two, it's going to be philo- philosophy. Okay, philosophy, philosophy just means the love of knowledge. Okay, so we live in an information era. Realize where you're getting your information. Okay, this is how they're going to rob you. Realize where you're getting your information. Uh, we we need to get off of Facebook and get into his book, okay? We we need to get off of Twitter and get into Titus. We we need to get off of CNN and get into the KJV. Pretty good. We this one's not that good, but we need to get off of Instagram and get into Colossians. That didn't hit. No, yeah, Twitter and Titus was cool. Uh, Second Timothy three seventeen it talks about explains the people of the world today in the end times. It says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. And it explains them. It says they'll be heady. They'll be high-minded, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Okay, realize where you're getting your information. Get off of Facebook and get into his book. I think sometimes I'm like a crackhead as much as I check my notifications, dude. I wish I was in the book as much as that. Okay, so letter C, The Traditions of Men. And, and this is what I really think the world well needs, including myself. Just because everyone else is doing it doesn't mean that, that we have to measure up and follow suit. Okay, stop thinking that you need to be like everyone around you. You don't need to dress like a model. You don't need to be married before you're 30. You don't need to have a master's degree. You don't need to have the nicest car. Listen, God is not impressed with what everyone else is doing in the world. okay. I think sometimes we get more concerned about keeping up with the Joneses than we do about keeping up with Jesus. Okay? So, so stop worrying about that. Y- you need to recognize who your audience is. Okay? Okay. Uh, when, when you, this sounds funny, when you do stuff, who do you think about? Maybe, maybe you, can, uh, you can feel me on this. When you do stuff, who do you think about? Like when you wake up in the morning and get dressed, who are you thinking about? Or like when you worship, who do you think about? Like when I'm worship, I'm, sometimes I'm thinking like, uh, I wonder what this person beside me is thinking of me singing right now. <laughs> or am I thinking about the Lord? Like am I thinking about, man, he's my audience. He's the person that I do things for. Man, he, it shouldn't be the traditions of men trying to measure up. I want God to be impressed with me, and that's it. That's all. That should be who I'm, who I'm concerned with. Is it, is it that girl, that boy, your pastors, your boss, your peers? No, it should be Christ. The only approval that matters is Christ. Mark 7, 9 says, And he said unto them, Full well you reject the commandments of God, that you may keep your own traditions. Man, we can't reject. Whatsoever you do, do so heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. Do it for the Lord. And in letter D, the rudiments of the world. And, and the real robbery is Satan trading you something physical for your spiritual. And, and you see this all throughout Scripture. You see it with Adam and Eve when they eat of the fruit. Man, they trade in their spiritual for, for physical. You see it with uh, Christ being tempted. Satan comes to him and shows him all the kingdoms of the world. And he says, man, if you'll just bow down and worship me, you can have it all. He wants to trade the physical for the spiritual. Man, we can't do that. That's the rudiments of the world, the elements of the world. It's the physical. So Galatians 4, 3-9 through 9 says, Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But now, after you have known God, or rather are known by him, how turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements, whereunto you desire again to be put into bondage? Okay? If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. You, you have to be worried about the spiritual. Don't be put into bondage by the physical. So the question remains, you know, are you getting out-hustled? Are, are you buying into the physical things in the world for the price of your relationship with the Lord? Okay, so, so once we recognize Satan and the men of this world's trickery, how do we stand against it? And we'll go uh, real fast through this one. This is point number three. Remember God's training. Remember God's training. We already have the prize. Satan's going to try to sell you something that's trickery. How do we stay away from it? So this is verse five through seven. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order, in the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with, with thanksgiving. Okay, so each one of these points are going to come with a reference, but I'm not going to do the reference because I've already went really long. <laughs> so keep it simple, saint. Okay, that's the point. Keep it simple, saint. So... 2 Corinthians 11.3 says, But I fear, lest by any means as a serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted, corrupted from the simplicity in Christ. And these answers, these answers to stand against Satan are simple. Okay, but, but it's the fundamentals of the faith that keep a fortified foundation. Okay, the fundamentals of the faith keep a fortified foundation. This is what's going to keep you upright. So the first thing that he says is order. Okay, and this is faithfulness. And, and I can't uh, express this enough. 90% of your success in Christian maturity is just being where you're supposed to be at when you're supposed to be there. Okay? Just be where you're supposed to be at when you're supposed to be there. That's order. That's faithfulness. The second thing is steadfastness of faith. That's patience. The reason why people dish to the Lord is because they're not getting what they want when they want it. Okay? So, so you want money. You want a spouse. You want position. You want opportunity. Instead of trusting God and staying the course and allowing him to bring it, you go out and get it for yourself. And then you end up in a big mess. So, so let me just give you a piece of advice. God wants to give you blessings. He wants to give you things, but they're in his timing. So the best thing that I can do is, is find a few verses on the situation that I'm waiting for. And I read them every single day. And I pray over them every single day. And I don't compromise until God gives them to me. I don't compromise. I don't cut a deal with Satan. I allow God to bring it. Letter C. As you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. And this has to do with passion. So remember the time where you were the most passionate about Jesus Christ and get back to that point in your life. (laughs) So whether that was the moment you got saved, whether that was after a summer camp, after God did some great miracle in your life, Man, get back to when you were the most passionate about God. The the church doesn't need more money. It doesn't need more pastors. It doesn't need more organization. (laughs) It needs men and women that are on fire for God. That's how we're going to turn the world around. So get back to when you were the most passionate about the Lord and and walk in that. D, uh, keep learning. This is your devotion. The first thing that will always go when you're going to trade in your relationship with the Lord is your personal time with the Lord. So fight for that time. Every morning, every night. Don't let people rob you of your time with the Lord. You, you have an appointment with God. You wouldn't stand up someone if you had an appointment with them. Don't stand up the Lord. And letter E, be thankful. This is gratitude. And, and you know, um, once you go through discipleship, if you haven't went through discipleship, there's eight wills of God. And one of the wills of God is that you be thankful in all things. And I think that God makes that one of the wills um, because it's so important. Like God is getting what the, the glory and honor that he deserves for sure. But also, it just helps me to stay positive. Like if I'm praying and I'm thankful to God, like I'm looking at all the stuff that God's doing in my life, not all the stuff that I don't have. It keeps me from covetousness. It keeps me from wanting what's behind door number two. Because I'm recognizing everything that God's doing in my life. So, so keep it simple. Those are simple things, but they're the fundamentals of the faith. You won't be moved you won't be out hustled. So so the question I just want you to to consider is, are you getting out hustled today? Realize your treasure. Recognize the trickery. Remember God's training. And and I just want you to think, like, what's the one thing that I would compromise my relationship with the Lord for in this world? Think about that, man. Maybe maybe something came to your mind when I said that. I know know something comes to my mind when I say that. Dude, we got to pray against that we got to pray against that and know that we already have the prize in Christ. And we won't won't trade it in for anything because we don't accept deals that will cost us our relationship with the Lord. Cool? So I will pray, and then we're going to break up into our groups. Um, Lord, thank you so much for, um, man, already giving us the prize once we got saved. You are the prize, God. You have everything we need. You are sufficient. Um, God, your grace is, is all that we need to be successful in this world. But Satan knows that, and he knows that we have a prize, and he knows that we have a treasure. So God, I, I just pray that we would beware, that we wouldn't let all the, the rudiments of the world, the crummy stuff of the world, get in our way of our relationship with you. God, you, you are the greatest. You are the best. And, and I pray that we would just do these simple things in our life so that we wouldn't be robbed. From what's most important to us. Um, Lord, I love you. I thank you. Uh, I pray that you'd be with us as we're trying to reach the people that are in our lives, and it's in your son's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and break up into groups.